Good morning, uh, ladies and gents. This is John from Jacksonville, Florida. Just welcome to my podcast. Today we're going to talk about the misconception about Haiti. Now, Haiti, I've been in the news for the past few months, and um, whenever Haiti's in the news, or Africa for that matter, is also negative. The Western media always claim that Haiti is a poor country, but the truth they don't tell you that Haiti have tremendous wealth and tremendous have great culture, have a rich history. Haiti is the it was the first black republic in the in the Americas outside of Africa. So when you study the Americas, you must study Haiti first and foremost. Um, two dates you have to remember when you refer to Haiti: 1492 and um, 1804. 1492. That's when Christopher Columbus, who happened to be most people think he's a Spaniard, but he's not a Spaniard. He's a he's an Italian. Uh, that's his nationality. He's Italian. His name is Christopher Colon, like the Colon. Um, that's his name. Christopher Colon. He was working for the Queen of Spain. Plus, he was working for the Vatican's. So he came to this island. They call it Española, aka Haiti, aka Santo Domingo. When the Spaniard met the when the French came to the island, they divide the island in two. Uh, consequently, they become two nations. But they are the same people. Don't get it twisted. Dominican. And, and Haitian are the same people, but since the Spaniard and the French uh, signed a contract to divide the island into two parts, at one time Haiti was the pearl of the Caribbean. Haiti, from 1492 to 1804, Haiti fought a war, 12-year war with France, um, to gain their independence. Um, after they gained their independence, um, the Western world, um, America, England, and France, they put a embargo against Haiti policies um, and Haiti had to be reparation of 90 million dollars worth of gold which translated in today's money about 40 billion dollars in today's money so that's why Haiti's poor they never told you why Haiti's poor Haiti's poor because they had put embargoes and Haiti had paid reparation for over two almost 200 years to, for, to France and plus America invaded Haiti back in 1915 America invaded Haiti. They were there for about 10 years or 12 years. They were there occupying Haiti. And those days, from what I've read, they, they want Haiti to be part of America. But at the time, they said, the Haitian government said no, because if we become part of America, we're going to lose our constitution. So we didn't want to do that. So consequently, they, they, put, they hated us because of that. And they stole a lot of gold uh, from Haiti at that time. And those go have never been returned. Um, they took those go to Fort Knox, from what I've read. Um, the U.S. government have never returned those go to uh, to Haiti. Now they they always say Haiti's poor. Now Haiti, you can make the argument that's poor part in Haiti. That's poor part in the United States. And the United States is supposed to be the the richest nation in the world, but we have about 50 billion people here in America. That's poor. But we don't tell people that a, a United States, you know, is a shithole. But we, there's a lot of shithole in the United States, to be precise. But Haiti have a great culture, a great history. Because since it's a black republic, they don't put that in the forefront. Imagine if Haiti was a, a European country. Haiti would be in every storybook. They would probably make a, Hollywood would probably make a hundred movies about Haiti by now. So, you know, those are the hypocrisy when it comes to different uh, nation of color. Um, they have a tendency of not telling the truth about those countries. And they never told you what, how did, how did they get there? How did those countries get to that point? 
Same thing happened in Venezuela. You see how they, 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 they're starving over there. But it's the U.S. policies that make those countries starve. But Haiti is a great country. got a great people. It's a, have a great culture. And then they have tremendous wealth. It's just uh, unfortunate that a lot of people not, don't know that. Some of us do know it. Those of us who do research on our own and uh, um, really study. I say when you study in the Americas, and America is, is a continent, not the United States. But we, I'm referring to the, the continent of America. Whenever you study the history of the continent, you must put Haiti in the forefront. If you don't do that, you're going to miss a major part of the history of this uh, this great continent called America. So Haiti is the first black republic, and they gained a, 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 their independence uh, since 1804. And the name Haiti means high mountains. That's why they named it high mountain. That's what I got to say on this topic. Call in. Let me hear your perspective. Take it. Good evening. Welcome back to another podcast. This is John from Jacksonville, Florida. We are live tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about the shooting. As you know, the past week, this past week here, there was a shooting, a shootout in um, South Florida. 17 people got was killed, mostly children. Um, it's just unfortunate that our government always try to blame stuff on other people when they all set up to get rid of the second amendment. Don't get it twisted. They try to get rid of the second amendment. Don't get it twisted. That's what they try to do. All this mass shooting, right? And you know this thing been going on for the past 15 years now. Every year there's a, a shootout. And most of them are done by Caucasian, to be exact. It's done by a Caucasian male, and if he was a black male that was doing those mass shooting, they would have put a gun law in place long time ago. And you know when it comes to race, um, the justice system is very biased, and most of us who are colored, we are well known, well aware of that fact. You cannot deny it. You can, you can, you can disagree with that fact. You know when it comes to the justice system, they're very biased when they're dealing with the so-called black man or so-called Muslim. And Muslim is not a race, it's a religion, first and foremost. Let's let's get that in perspective. Um, it's just sad that uh, this past week, these, these children had to die. You know, you don't send your children to go to school to get killed by an oxymoron. Um, yes, they said he had a mental disorder. Now, if he was a black kid that did that mass shooting, he would have been dead. He would've, they would have shot him dead. He would not make it out alive, okay? They would not, they, they would not be able to apprehend him. They would have shot him dead. So since he happened to be a, a white kid, a Caucasian male, he was able to get out alive. So the, the government tried to get rid of the Second Amendment. They've been trying doing that for the last 20 years. But the past 10 years, they've been going at it very hard. Um, since Obama was elected, they've been going out um, heavy, trying to implement the New World Order, which they've been working on the past 100 years. Um, there's nothing new about the New World Order. It's been, uh, they've been working on it for the past 100 years. Um, Obama had put a lot of stuff in place, like the African Initiative, um, you know, the Obamacare. Now you have this idiot in the White House. Um, he tried to bring forth another war. And it's going to happen. He's prophesied. It's going to, there's going to be a World War III. Unfortunately, uh, most of us, we don't read. We have so many time wasted on sports, on um, holes in Atlanta. Um, a lot of those super shows that we watch and uh, we don't have time to really read and do research on foreign policies or domestic fa- uh, policies to be that, uh, to be exact. Um, this new world order is in place. Um, they try to do everything to get rid of the Second Amendment. 
all those masters didn't they not done by you know you know people regular people it's done by the government and we should not we should be aware of that those masters they didn't just occur out of thin air everything is set up and planned okay don't get it twisted everything is set up and planned by the government unfortunately so those of us who have children that go to school or uh, it's a sad day for us to witness those uh, massacre it's real sad being a parent myself i know that the sadness of that uh, to to he get a phone call from the school say your, your kid being shot or being injured by an idiot so those of us um, who've been watching the news for the past few days and you guys saw all the footage um they have been reported there were more than one shooter in the school um some people said um there was some video that was uploaded on youtube um they, the government put youtube put them down they shut them down so i don't know all the facts in that all, all i know is that they try to get rid of the gun law the second amendment they try to get rid of the second amendment to bring world to bring in the new world order which they've been working on the past hundred years um that's what i gotta say about this shooting um stay tuned um don't be surprised there's gonna be more shooting and this president um it's just so sad to see him in the White House. It's just sad. But anyhow, you guys can call in. Um, let me know what's your uh, perspective about the shooting. Uh, what is what we need to be done uh, as far as laws? Um, I want to hear your perspective on that uh, um, subject. Call me in. Welcome back to another podcast. This is John Rosenberg from John uh, Rosenberg Podcast. Um, our topic today is going to be colorism. Um, colorism has become a phenomenon throughout the world. I don't care what city you're from, what country you're from, what language you speak, but colorism is, is a major factor for most copper tone people. Now, those of us who like to dip and dabble in different races, mostly the, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the men and the women, most, mostly the men, because men have a tendency to put pressure on women to look a certain way. And I also have brothers that, you know, I have two daughters myself and I told them to love themselves as they are. And we as people of color, we have a tendency of not loving ourselves due to the fact of slavery. You know, slavery, because the way slavery was implemented, um, we have a tendency of hating ourselves. And religion also play a major part of that also. Slavery, number one, religion, number two. And you can throw politics and race, number three. But um, colorism is a global phenomenon. Whether you're from East India, whether you're from Jamaica, whether you're from Nigeria, whether you're from America, you notice that all our women are bleaching. And bleaching is, 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 is bad for our skin. Any doctor can tell you, any dermatologist can tell you that. It damaged the epidermis. It damaged the skin, uh, the skin um, layer. So it damaged the skin cells. So... When you bleach your skin, you have a tendency of getting sick because you have no, you take away the melanin that protect the skin from sun sun rays. So if you destroy the melanin, consequently you have a, you're gonna get burned. And that's why it is essential that we teach our daughters, our son, to love their colors, especially our daughters, because for a woman, look is very is very prominent for them to look a certain way. And that's why you gotta start the children at a young age to love that, to love themselves as they as they are. That's why I'm not, I'm not big on wigs. People say, "Why are you not big on wigs?" I say, "Wigs is a self hatred. Even though some just because you wear a wig, that means you hate yourself. I'm not saying that because you wear a wig, you hate yourself. But that's the 
perception you're giving to the world. When you see somebody, you walk down the road, you see this dark skin sister with a blonde wig or with a, a long ass a wig down to her, to, her, to her ass, you're like, what the hell is wrong with this chick? Why is she wearing this lace front wig all the way down to her? That's not her natural hair. Now, they are, let's get that in perspective. There are some black women that have long hair. Whether they're from Africa, whether they're from the Americans, they have a lot of beautiful black women, whether they wear locks or they wear their hair regular. They have really long natural hair. But the media do not promote that. The media always promote white or those exotic Russian from Siberia. Or sometimes they go to the Philippines or Brazil. And Brazil have like over 100 million people of black, of, of dark complexion. So let's keep that in perspective. So we have a tendency of not loving ourselves due to religion, race, and slavery because we have been dumbed down for so, so many centuries now. We become self, we self-hate. We don't love ourselves. Consequently, it kind of project to the, you know, it project to the, uh, the people, to the, to the society that we as blacks, we don't love it. Not all of us. Now. There's a lot of, the, there are a lot of us, you know, we don't love ourselves, but there's some of us that really care for ourselves. We love who we are. We love our history. We love the way we look, our big nose, our big lips, uh, dark complexion or light skin complexion, because we come a different shade of color. Let's give that in perspective. We come a different shade of color. So, and this is for the woman mostly because a woman, you know, she's kind of, she's into her look where there's her hair, makeup, her outfit. She's always into that look. Men too, but women, they're more, because men put a lot of pressure on them to look a certain way. That's why I tell a guy, if you get out date the woman the way she is, I'm not always going to get you a fat woman. I'm not saying that because I'm big on health. So she have to be in shape, but I'm saying you have to love her. whether she have dreads, afro, her long hair, regular long straight hair. You have to love her for it. I'm not big on wigs. She got wigs. Hey, that's your your take. I don't. You can go for it or not. But if she have natural hair, whether it's an afro, or twist, or braid, or or dreadlocks, love her for who she is. Whether she's dark or she's light brown or light skin yellow, love us for who she is. That's what I got to say on this topic. Our topic is about colorism. Good afternoon, ladies and gents. Um, this is John Rosenberg from the John Podcast, live from Jacksonville. Today, February 14, 2018. Today's Valentine's Day, which I don't celebrate. Uh, I think love, it has nothing to do with emotion. It, gotta be do, it really got to do with, the Bible says it's got to do with the uh, Real love is keeping God's law. That's what love is. It's not an emotional, uh, emotional thing. It's uh, keeping true love is keeping God's law. If you study your Bible, you'll know that. But we're not gonna get biblical today. We're gonna stay. Uh, we're gonna stay in the political realm right now. Uh, our topic today is um, have MLK dream have become a nightmare for the so-called Negro, so-called African American in this country, in these United States. Uh, if so, what's your t- what's your take on it? Uh, I would like to know uh, your your perspective on it. Uh, whether you, uh, you, I don't care about your religion or your political stance. I just want to know your 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 real feeling about it. Especially people of color in this country, I would like to know your real feeling about it. Me, I know um, people like to say, "Oh, integration was good for for Negro American." I said, "No, I beg to differ. Integration was bad for Negro American. Collectively bad." 
because if you look at the 50s and the 40s and the 30s, all the way to the 1900s or the 1800, black people they were doing very well. They had a lot, a lot of land. They own a lot of businesses. But back when you look at the 1964, um, the Civil Act, the uh, the Civil Act, which is the Act, an Act is not a law. That's why they can take it away from you any any day now because it's an, it's an Act. It's a favor. An Act is a favor. So it's not really a law. If you look at the Black Dictionary, they will tell you that that's an act. It's not a law. So that being said, if those of us who study law, you know that an act is not a law. It's a favor from the elite. And the liberals have really decimated the country. I don't care whether you vote Republican, Democrats, or Independent. But if you study uh, policies, foreign policies and domestic policies in this country, you'll notice that the liberal, the liberals have destroyed the black community from welfare to, uh, to IRS to uh, the feminist movement. The list is endless. It goes on and on to the civil act, which was a communist movement. And most people don't know that the civil act movement have a lot of communism um, aspect to it if you really study it, you know. But um, like I said, uh, the so-called Negroes are the real Jews of this country, of the world, but are not the Zionist Jews in, in um, Israel. Let's keep that in perspective. They're not, uh, the Zionist Jews are so-called, they, that's what they call them, Jewish. Ish mean, the suffix mean is, is, uh, is uh, pretending to, you know, like reddish, yellowish. So pretending to that I mean they're not the real one. They are pretending to be Jews. They stuck uh, a language and they stole our last name. So that's why and they stole they, they hijacked the Judaism. Because these people from Khazar, uh Khazar is like is southern Russia by the Red Sea. That's where they came from, by the Red Sea of Southern Russia, Asia Minor to be precise, Asia Minor. So I would like to know you guys' perspective on that topic. Have MLK dream have become a nightmare for Negro American as a whole? Um, let me know your your opinion on that topic. Um, you feel free to come. It's an open forum. Like I said, today's uh, is a cloudy day in Jacksonville, Florida. But um, I'm upbeat. It's been I've been thinking about it because since this is Black History Month, and then and I know Black history is world history. To be to be honest, it's, if you really study history, you know Black history is, um, is world history because we transcend culture, race, and religion. Black history have transcend race, culture, and religion. So to put us in the box, February is the shortest month and the coldest month of the year. So I hate that month and. To give us that the shortest month, I don't I don't agree with that. That's why I don't celebrate so 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 called Black History Month. I don't like to celebrate it because that's just a tip of the iceberg when it comes to our history. But our history is much profound, much deeper than that. Our history will go back to creation of this planet. So that's what I gotta say on this topic. Call me in and let me hear your your perspective. One love. Have a great day. Good afternoon, ladies and gents. Um, this is John Rosenberg from the John Podcast live from Jacksonville. Today, February 14, 2018. Today's Valentine's Day, which I don't celebrate. Uh, I think love, it has nothing to do with emotion. It, gotta be do, it really got to do with, the Bible says it's got to do with, uh, real love is keeping God's law. That's what love is. It's not an emotional, uh, emotional thing. It's uh, keeping, true love is keeping God's law. If you study your Bible, you'll know that. But we're not gonna get biblical today. We're gonna to stay. Uh, we're gonna stay in the political ram right now. 
Uh, our topic today is um, have MLK dream have become a nightmare for the so-called Negro, so-called African-American in this country, in these United States. Uh, if so, what's your, t- what's your take on it? Uh, I would like to know uh, your, your perspective on it, uh, whether you, uh, you, I don't care about your religion or your political stance. I just want to know your, your, your real feeling about it, especially the people of color in this country. I would like to know your real feeling about it. Me, I know um, people like to say, oh, integration was good for, for Negro American. I said, no, I beg to differ. Integration was bad for Negro American, collectively bad. Because if you look at the 50s and the 40s and the 30s, all the way to the 1900 or the 1800, black people, they were doing very well. They had a lot, a lot of land. They owned a lot of businesses. But back when you look at the 1964, um, the Civil Act, the uh, the Civil Act, which is the Act, an Act is not a law. That's why they can take it away from you any any day now because it's an, it's an Act. It's a favor. An Act is a favor. So it's not really a law. If you look at the Black Dictionary, they will tell you that that's an act. It's not a law. So that being said, if those of us who study law, you know that an act is not a law. It's a favor from the elite. And the liberals have really decimated the country. I don't care whether you vote Republican, Democrats, or Independent. But if you study uh Policies, foreign policies, and domestic policies in this country. You notice that the liberal, the liberals, have destroyed the black community, from welfare to uh, to IRS to uh, the feminist movement. The list is endless. It goes on and on to the civil act, which was a communist movement. And most people don't know that the civil act movement have a lot of communism um, aspect to it. If you really study it, you know. But um, like I said, uh, the so-called Negroes are the real Jews of this country, of the world. But are not the Zionist Jews in, in um, Israel. Let's keep that in perspective. They're not uh, the Zionist Jews. The so-called they, that's what they call them, Jewish. Ish mean the suffix mean is is a uh, is uh, pretending to you know like reddish, yellowish. So pretending to that means they're not the real one. They are pretending to be Jews. They stuck a uh, language and they stole our last name. So that's why, and they still they, they hijacked the Judaism, because these people from Khazar, uh, Khazar is like is southern Russia, by the Red Sea. That's where they came from, by the Red Sea, um, southern Russia, Asia Minor to be precise, Asia Minor. So I would like to know you guys' perspective on that topic. Have MLK dream have become a nightmare for Negro American? As a whole, um, let me know your your opinion on that topic. Um, you feel free to come. It's an open forum. Like I said, today is, uh, is a cloudy day in Jacksonville, Florida. But um, I'm upbeat. It's been I've been thinking about it because since this is Black History Month, and then and I know Black history is world history. To be to be honest, it's, if you really study history, you know Black history is, um, is world history because we transcend culture, race, and religion. Black history options and race, culture, and religion. So to put us in the box, February is the shortest month and the coldest month of the year. So I hate that month. And to give us that the shortest month, I don't I don't agree with that. That's why I don't celebrate so so so-called Black History Month. I don't like to celebrate it because that's just a tip of the iceberg when it comes to our history. But our history is much profound, much deeper than that. I used to go back to creation of this planet. So that's what I got to say on this topic. Call me in and let me hear your, your perspective. One love. Have a great day.
Good morning. Welcome back to the John Podcast live from Jacksonville. Today's Friday the 9th. It's a cloudy day. Um, our topic today is going to be the Trump presidency. I know he had been in the media for the past few months talking a whole bunch of rhetoric about so-called minorities, so-called blacks, so-called Hispanics, so-called Africans. Um, he's been on the media talking a whole bunch of rhetoric. I would like to know your take on his presidency, his legacy. Uh, what's your take? Will you be reelected in 2020? Will Oprah come out and beat him? Uh, what's your take on his presidency? Me, myself, I'm not a big fan of him and his um, presidency thus far. But um, that's just my my perspective on him. Um, I knew him from way back in the days, since the 80s, early 90s. But um, he's been trying to say all this rhetoric since the beginning. Now he have a bigger microphone now, so he can speak more murder. And the funny thing is, most white Americans feel that way. So I'm not really surprised by his rhetoric. But I do understand where he's coming from. But that being said, um, this is an open forum. You're welcome to talk and put your opinion, your your perspective on this matter. Uh, what does his uh, presidency mean to you, your family, your your society as a whole? What does it mean to America and to the whole world? What does his presidency stood for? Because he represents America. Unfortunately, we have a retarded person in the White House as our president. So go figure. So um, I would like to know your take on his presidency and his legacy. What his legacy is going to look like after he leaves office. Um, call in and give me your, your opinion, your honest opinion. So this is the open forum. So call in. Let me hear your honest opinion about his, um, the Trump presidency. You guys have a great, great weekend. Call, um, be blessed. Welcome back to the John Show, live from Jacksonville. This morning, our topic is going to be um, fourth season for a relationship. I know in life in general, we have four seasons. You go to your adolescent, you go to your teenage year, then you go to your adulthood, then you go to your old age. So there are four stages in general in life, but there are also four stages in relationship. Uh, the four stages are the same thing for the season. Um, you have your spring, summer, fall, and winter. Now, those three I mentioned, those four seasons, the first three are most, the first two are very easy to go by when you're in a relationship. Everybody's happy, everybody's, you know, in love or in lust or infatuated. But once you pass those stage and you get into late fall, early winter, that's when you know that, um, whether the relationship is solid or it's just, you know, it's a facade. So those of you who've been in a relationship, whether it's dating, whether it's um, marriage, uh, you know those stages of relationship. Um, you know that if your person can stand you throughout the winter, uh, which means the tough time, the sickness, the headache, the lo you know, jo job loss, you unemployed, your wife still stood by you, or you went from driving a Mercedes-Benz to a, a Toyota to a Hoopty, She's still by you. Those are the things that you're looking for for in relation that the person you're with, they're willing to, you know, to weather the, the storm with you to those, to those seasons, especially the winter and the fall season. So if they can go through those two late seasons with you and they still stood by you, you know you got something solid. You, don't have, you really know that they're really there for you. So our discussion today is going to be um, the full season of the relationship. What are they and how we go by them, and we're gonna just dissect one of the, each one of them step by step. Um, I would like to know your view on 
relationship, whether it's dating, whether it's friendship, whether it's marriage, um, we're just going to discuss relationship. So give me a call. Let me know your point of view about this topic. And um, we, it's an open forum, and you're welcome to discuss. Have a great day. Welcome back to the John Show, live from Jacksonville. This morning, our topic is going to be um, four season for a relationship. I know in life in general, we have four seasons. You go to your adolescent, you go to your teenage year, then you go to your adulthood, then you go to your old age. So there are four stages in general in life, but there are also four stages in relationship. Uh, the four stages are the same thing for the season. Um, you have your spring, summer, fall, and winter. Now, those three I mentioned, those four seasons, the first three are most, the first two are very easy to go by when you're in a relationship. Everybody's happy, everybody's, you know, in love or in lust or infatuated. But once you pass those stage and you get into late fall, early winter, that's when you know that um, whether the relationship is solid or it's just, you know, it's a facade. So those of you who've been in a relationship, whether it's dating, whether it's um, marriage, uh, you know those stages of relationship. Um, you know that if your person can stand you throughout the winter, uh, which means the tough time, the sickness, the headache, the lo- you know jo- job loss, you unemployed, your wife still stood by you, or you went from driving a Mercedes Benz to a, a Toyota to a Hoopty, she's still by you. Those are the things that you're looking for for in relation that the person you with, they're willing to you know to weather the, the storm with you. To those to those seasons, especially the winter and the fall season. So if they can go through those two late season with you, and they still stood by you, you know you got something solid. You don't have, you really know that they're really there for you. So our discussion today is going to be um, the full season of the relationship. What are they and how we go by them, and we're going to just dissect one of the, each one of them step by step. Um, I'd like to know your view on. Relationship, whether it's dating, whether it's friendship, whether it's marriage, um, we're just going to discuss relationship. So give me a call. Let me know your point of view about this topic. And um, it's an open forum, and you're welcome to discuss. Have a great day. Good afternoon, ladies and gents. This is the Lou Rock Show. Our topic today is religion is the greatest drug of all time. We're going to be talking about the religion as the greatest drugs of all time. Um, this is an open forum. You're welcome to give me your perspective on this topic. Take care. Have a great day. Good afternoon. This is the Luwak Show coming from Jacksonville, Florida. Our topic today is um, reparation for the Negro American. Um, this is an open forum. You're welcome to join me this afternoon, Thursday afternoon. Um, uh, reparation for the Negro American. So I want to hear your views and your perspective about this topic.